0: All right, everybody. Can you can you dig it? Ambo is back. This is the second attempt at the live show. Hopefully, hopefully everybody can uh, hear Daniel Wilson. He'll be coming on pretty soon. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties in studio here, and uh, we'll do it live. We'll do it live via the iPhone here. And let's see. Um, First day of September. Can you believe it? It's gone incredibly fast. And I don't like it any more than you guys do. Um, But it is here. Whether we like it or not, it is here. Um you gotta plan it you know you only get really two good months, two good months in the summer is what I say uh after that, it's like you gotta have to kind of plan it or before that you have to plan it really well, otherwise it'll it's over before you know it before you know it um. hello okay here we go
1: I'm on yeah there I don't know was. what
0: happened there
1: bad links
0: I guess uh, that's what I get for using my Google Chrome uh, I don't know <laughs>
1: Well, anyway. we, it's a new show here.
0: It's a new show. New opportunities, new chances.
1: <laughs> um, how you been? I've been good, man. Uh, I was in Minnesota for a week, and then I was in Phoenix the following week. So now I'm back up north in Cornville. Okay. Which is good, because we had to you know, send Vincent away. For a week, 10 days, actually. And and that really worked out. Um, And then, you know, I was in Phoenix, so it's good to see Vincent again.
0: For those of you that don't know, Vincent is uh, uh, D-Don's dog, adventure dog. Uh, And uh, so this is the first time um, uh, that you've had to put him in pet sitting?
1: Yeah. We used the app Rover, which uh, really worked out. It's it's nice because it's like Airbnb for dogs. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. We found a nice uh, couple and they have a dog and it looks just like Vince, sort of like Vince's mom or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they loved Vince and they gave us updates every day. So I think it really worked out. They were really nice, and I think they liked Vince. That's good.
0: That's good. Yeah, I mean, those pictures was it, he like? I saw those. Was that him on at home on your couch or at the pet sitting place at the,
1: with the other dog? The
0: yeah, or he was just on the couch like upside down and smiling. And
1: yeah, yeah. I don't if know he, if he was on a couch. Or? He was at the pet sitter's. Yeah. For sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. So um, it means it was pretty. Pretty comfortable, maybe he felt really at at ease. Yeah, would you say okay? I think so.
1: Good. They and yeah, I think he really made a friend in Penny, the uh, owner's Uh dog. Okay, it seemed like they wrestled a lot and they played a lot and they they looked like they snuggled to bed together.
0: Oh. That's great. I, you know, I think he he needs a little uh, a little buddy or some, you know, another sure. dog kind of mess around with a little bit. You know. Yeah. Um I think so. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's it's, it's so good. It's good for you having a dog. It, it is, you know. Uh I really miss my brother's dog sometimes and uh it's like I, I just wish sometimes, a, you, you know, you'd jump into my lap and just, you know, curl up and, you yeah. know, as warm as a dog body is when it's next to you, it's, it's, it's good for you. It's good for your soul,
1: you know. Gotta love them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so you went to Minnesota. How was, how was all that? How'd that go? was, was That good was all, all good.
1: Yeah, we were up at a lake with the fam. Do it every year. It was mm-hmm. really good. Really nice. Good weather. And then um hung out with some friends, Ken Zen, mm-hmm. uh Nina. Saw them and then came back and then I had everyday appraisals in Phoenix. So stayed uh. stayed at our apartment which the lease ends tomorrow so tomorrow morning i was gonna go tonight but i changed my mind um to be honest i was gonna start trying to line up podcasts on these long hour and a half drives i take oh yeah yeah so like i know where i get service and where i don't get service so depending on which direction i'm going i kind of know um how long i can have internet for yeah. While I drive, which would be the perfect thing. Like, why not? It's the perfect time to uh, get it done, especially when I am at a point where, with music, like, I, I, I'm too slow to find new stuff that I like. And yeah. then I end up listening to the same stuff so long over and yeah. over again. Yeah, I get it. And, uh that just gets like a headache at a certain point so (laughs) if i could and same with podcasts like i still i'm sure there's a lot more good podcasts out there i don't know anyways it'd be yeah what's even better is to make a podcast during that time absolutely yeah
0: absolutely um sometimes on long trips i was for one when i was doing stand-up i would do i'd come up with new jokes and record it into my phone on the road and uh that 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 was kind of cool um yeah also you don't have to wait i mean you don't have to do a live one on the road you can just record right into the phone you know i'm sure you thought about that but and then just upload it you know when you get home or get to the destination and you know a lot yeah. of that's what I do with, with this. I'll just record it then I'll just upload it from the phone, you know, uh, if I want to just really get one out without too much editing or anything, you know. Yeah, uh,
1: I used to do those. And you're right. I should just get them done. Because that's
0: just another step. I mean, it's like, oh, shoot, now the connection's out, you know, just yep. record it, commit it to a file. And then even if it's just ten minutes or something, because I've gotten some decent little podcasts out in ten minutes where it's like, I mean, you know, the ones I I do the ones right before I go to sleep at four in the morning. Yeah, you love know, those. Yeah, you know, you know, I just get them out like that's probably when I'm at my most honest and less guarded. A little maybe a little too maybe a little too vulnerable there. <laughs> I I show I I tell a little maybe maybe too much. I shouldn't really be saying, but uh, I'll, I'll go for it, you know, because I want to keep it real. So I want to, I want to be like, you know, it's not always fun, you know, living life. Sometimes there's some tough things, you know, and you got to get off your chest,
1: you know, that's what the people want.
0: Yeah? yeah. maybe, 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 you know, I think there's a lot of overly produced stuff out there. That's why I think, there's something about being really real and really authentic with, with everybody. Um, it, it's, it's almost an art at the missing art, lost art at this point. Um, Cause uh, I think it's, it's nice right now while the show's kind of in this phase where I don't have commercials or anything like that. And it's like, I can just, people can listen to something that's all, you know, very off the cuff, you know, and hopefully, Kind of funny, kind of entertaining, um, informative. Uh, But yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Enough about me, though. Um, So you did acquisitions that whole week in Phoenix. That's what that was all about, just kind of to make up for lost time.
1: Yeah. But it was that time, it was kind of my first... um, Full summer spent week in mm-hmm. the valley, like in Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, we bought the house in spring. So we, it's been hot, really hot up here too. Yeah. But Phoenix has turned the dial up to the next level. <laughs> like really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just last night I was driving and it was a hundred um, and it was, you know, the full moon was out, but it was, like, nighttime. And uh, mm-hmm. it was still, you know, the the blacktop just radiates heat yeah, all night. And then the morning's yeah. nice because it's been dark for all night. It's been dark, so the morning is, like, the nicest time. Yeah. But anyways, so it was a bit of a shock to me, especially driving a lot and – In the Corolla, like, you know, what I noticed Mm -hmm. is that the Corolla is just a four banger, as they would call it, Mm. and it's got 200,000 miles on it. So it's like, it's a good trusty car, but I'm on the road with, you know, beamers and stuff, and everyone seems to, not everyone, everyone, but most people drive really fast. They accelerate really fast. Like when it's green light, boom, you go, yeah. everyone's flying. So like when <laughs> you're at the head of the line, there's just pressure on this little car that can Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. uh, anyways, it, it was so bright. So for me, it was just like, damn, the the brightness of the summer and mm-hmm. is hardcore. Plus the heat. Yeah. So I mean I had AC at my place and I hung out at the coffee shops and at the and I went hiking eventually and I realized that that was the nicest place. It was out on the trail like there was a nice breeze. It was mm-hmm. hot but felt less hot and it was just so nice out there and I realized how nice it was even when it's really hot. It's really nice out there. I mean it's hot but it's still, if you have, if you're dressed properly with a nice hat and sunglasses, like yeah it's nice. Um, yeah. So I, by the end of the week though, I started to like adjust how I would structure my day base big crash, kind of like at 3 PM, 4 PM at the, that brightest, hottest part. It's like, I just need to siesta through that. Uh, so, have a really productive morning after early afternoon, and then chill at that really hot, intense time and wait mm-hmm. it out until the sun is like you know starting to go down. And then that's why I mean, it's just crazy because, like, in Minnesota, it was the winter that was the big thing yep. to avoid and plan around and stuff, right? And adapt yep. to. But here it's the summer. You have this different kind of adaption. And then it's just, but then you're, you're going into the fall and winter looking, it's pleasant. Thank God. It's, you know, it's like, what a relief going into yeah. fall and winter. Whereas in Minnesota, at the end of summer, you're like, ugh, fall and winter, like fall's fine. But winter, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you got to so, psychologically prepare yourself for it. Yeah,
1: it's just a flip. It's a flip on things. So, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool um and I guess you know, you you go into the southern hemisphere and now your months are completely changed upside down. December is mm-hmm. summer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different it's a different world. It, it's it's a different change. It's you really have to, um, it, it, it's, un, it's, I think more people should do it because it really lets you think that there's more to, so much of our life is kind of dependent on our surroundings and, and it, it affects us mm-hmm. in a lot of different interesting ways. Um, I feel whenever I go to California, it's been a while now, but I feel like I, I'm a different animal when I, when I go over there. It's like it's almost like an alter ego because of the sun and um, the layout of the land and all of that. It's it's just it's interesting. And it's another it's a dynamic that people don't talk about. Uh, And, you know, because I think a lot of people don't travel out of their home state. For one, I think it's less people do than than uh, or don't. Yeah, less people do than don't. You know, so um, it is a change. It is a, an, an adaption that you have to kind of uh, plan around. And um, but you do you adapt, you adapt, you know, it you it reminds me a lot of El Centro. When I was living in El Centro, it's right real close to the border by Mexicali. And the heat was real dry, like but really like in the record temperatures, like 108, 109 yeah. Um. And then at night it would cool down. Um. And so th- there's a big temperature drop. You know, because you're basically in the desert. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, oh. so it wasn't like cold, cold, but it's this different kind of cold. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to explain it to people. You know, here that kind of to go from one extreme to kind of like almost another in a weird way in the same and within 24 hours you know. yeah. um and uh yeah even living even living in El Centro compared to Los Angeles it's a very small micro town compared to a big vast city um that's that's a different change in attitude like for example when i i just got back from uh up north and it's everything moves a lot slower you know there's not as much cars and traffic and so it's a different pace everyone everything's moving a bit slower and that's okay because there's not a lot of people ahead or behind you you know but when you come mm-hmm. back to a, a more metropolitan area it's like hey come on keep it moving a bit <laughs> you notice the difference you notice mm-hmm. the difference you know um, but yeah that's why it's good to travel i think it's good to Visit different states and different countries, kind of see how they live, how the area works, you know, the atmosphere of it. And, you know, every, it's all, there's something going on in each state. It has its own uh, life to it. For, for sure. sure. You know. Yeah.
1: And it, it, I really think there's a big difference between Minneapolis and Phoenix.
0: Right. And um, yeah. just.
1: Uh, the, if everything the especially the people yeah um, and the road r- the road etiquette here is mm-hmm. um, what uh, my experience from Phoenix although I, I got kind of sworn at for the first time last week because uh-huh. oh really I had to get over and it was like impossible there's this part in downtown Phoenix that's really hard to get get off the, get onto the freeway and then immediately get off the freeway and you have to cross four lanes and it was like full Ooh, yeah. freeway traffic. Yeah. Um, so I got over and I like to, to get over, I had to cut a guy off cause he wouldn't let me in. And so my, I was like mad cause it's like, don't you see me trying to get in? I have to, He doesn't understand how mm-hmm. hard it was to get in. Right. He, just, he thought maybe I decided at the last minute to cut him off. But for me, it was like I had to get over, uh, cause I just, I just had to get over th- three other lanes that were hard to get across each of those lanes. I, it was hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I, yep. I find little road rage, very little, little honking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just, I haven't seen much, um, Whereas when I went back to Minneapolis, I feel like I saw it right away. It's just more honky, more, um, I don't know. I like Phoenix one is what I'm saying. It's Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. So people drive fast, which I like. It's just like, if you're going to be slow, it's hard. even, (laughs) Even the older people I've seen. They drive fast. Like, sometimes I'm getting, you know, I'm racing with, like, an older lady. (laughs) But you're going up and down mountains, man. Like, if I go to Phoenix, I go down. So, I'm 3,600 feet elevation here, and we're going down to 1,000. So, we – it's a it's up and down mountains and on the yeah. on the Corolla versus like yeah. I'm just getting passed by V8s and V6s like big trucks they just yeah. fly past my Corolla so I'm like <laughs> I realize that I I put my pedal to the metal in the Corolla very often like I fully max it out a lot so it's running wow. on that highest gear a lot going up and down yeah. mountains, trying to weave in and out of traffic with like V eights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The worst yeah, is when is you're going jarred. up a mountain. Let's Go ahead.
0: No, no, not keep, keep going.
1: When you're going up a mountain in a V four Corolla and you're okay. Cause you built up speed. Right. You can't you if you if you're stopped on the in the middle of the mountain, it's very hard to get back up to speed with the little engine. Right. So but if I get a bunch of momentum and I hit the mountain and I can stay going 80 or whatever, uh, then it's no problem. But a lot of times there gets traffic right at the worst part for a Corolla where you're halfway up the mountain. And then you get dead stop, right? Now, when the traffic clears, I have to try to uh, go as fast as a V8 truck that can just hit the pedal and it flies up the hill. You know what I'm saying? That's the only time it really sucks. That
0: sounds a little stressful, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's intense on the nervous system when you're doing it a lot. So I'm going back and forth to Phoenix tomorrow. Luckily the more you do it the more you figure it out, right?
0: Yeah. That reminds me, I mean, I don't think it's as hardcore as your 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 commutes there, but there uh, when I was um when I was uh living in Los Angeles there was, a, there was right there was sunset and there's this <laughs> this little hill that was very kind of steep. Yeah. So you had to kind of gun it a little bit to get up yeah. on just to get to the ledge to see the oncoming traffic going across. Right. And it's like, ugh, it, I was in my Ford Ex- exploder back then. And I, it's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a weight to that car. So I, I had to make sure I get up there and, you know, try to, I was always paranoid, like about putting the brakes. Cause I didn't want to fall backwards. Cause it was that kind of a steep angle. So I'm like curving to the right, hopefully, you know, and trying to time it just right so I can slowly make it right. But I, I don't, I didn't like that. I don't like that kind of stuff, you know, but you're dealing with it on kind of a higher, it seems like a higher level where it's like, yikes, you really got to time it and kind of get a feel for it, you know? Yeah.
1: Yep. And I it's wonder just... what
0: kind of car is perfect for that. It's
1: like cr- It's a good question because, Gas is expensive, too. Yeah. So you want the best of... I wonder... I, I kind of wonder how well... Because I was thinking, like, I want a fast but quiet car. I hate loud cars. Yeah. Uh, but I want it to ha- be fast and have some get-up. And I don't know if, like, an electric car can do... Is, does a Tesla fit that category? Like, it's got some power and... Speed. Yeah,
0: Maybe maybe definitely i'm thinking like a buddy of mine had a prius but that doesn't have much power Mm -hmm. at all you know yeah but it's
1: quiet as hell i mean one of uh, those cyber trucks would probably mm -hmm. do do the job perhaps perhaps Perhaps. i is that even happening like are we gonna see cyber trucks on the road soon because i feel like we should have seen 2023 Where's the Cybertrucks?
0: Is that the one that Elon Musk is, drives around once in a while? To does show, he to have? Show
1: well, he it's the one where he was displaying it and he was trying to show how the windows don't break, and then he hit it with something and it broke. Well, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That yeah. sounds hilarious. It had to be a stunt. I, I don't know because, like, maybe obviously maybe. He they've have tested a, that glass thing. many times. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was like a humiliation ritual or something. That he I'm opened.
0: thinking of um the car. I think it's more of a car kind of like an awkward looking uh futuristic uh electric car that he drives around, but it's not I don't think he's selling it or anything. It's like an okay, experimental his,
1: car. His experimental car.
0: Yeah. Right. Um But yeah,
1: uh, pretty compelling flying cars lately online.
0: What have you seen flying car?
1: Yeah, I think I've seen just prototypes that were compelling. And I I, apparently in Vegas, you can take flying cars from place to place. I never substantiated that, but it might be someone told me that. Where they have a flying car take you from one spot to another.
0: Well, I know. I've seen videos, people of like, of, of more of like an old school, where it's like, you know, it's like like a plane car. Yeah, no, it's like goes a quadcopter
1: quad uh, uh, passenger drone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so something like that.
0: Yeah, I I was that was kind of controversial for a while where people didn't it wasn't people weren't sure if it was real or if it was just a special effect or something.
1: Yeah. So well, that, if they can do yeah. like the the electric car that uh, drives itself, yeah, the the air is a way better surface for movement as far as safety because. Mm-hmm you go from yeah. two dimensional to cubic and you can have lanes wide and high mm-hmm. right and if if it all if it if if the technology exists to just like gps or land it you know it has all those settings right as mm-hmm. long as it has all those settings then it can just fly itself and not hit other objects right just like yeah what the Tesla does on the road. I well, mean, now you
0: got me curious. Now I got to research this,
1: you know. Think about it. You could, no traffic, no red lights, nothing. Oh, yeah. you, go, you, drive, you you drive, you fly relatively straight to where you're going. You can work while you're on that because it's, you know, you're not driving it. The computer's mm-hmm. driving it. Yeah, still
0: kind of freaky, though. <laughs> you know, you're putting the control and fa- the faith into the uh, computer that everything will go hunky-dory. But yeah, I so- know.
1: But they did it with the plane. I mean, we get in these cars and we drive 80 miles an hour and we do it every day. And eh. Yeah. Um, A lot can go wrong just driving cars, you know. They can. Yeah, they can. But the point is, is like when you're in the air the what's the worst thing that can happen uh on the road you're you're mm-hmm. you can only go one to the left or the right forward left or right right so it you're going to crash there's going to be a lot of crashes whereas if you're cubic there can be lanes above and lanes yeah. the, there's just more room to spread out so there need not be any crashes at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a grid. It's a network, obviously. It's, it's, there's a central network. Maybe there's a decentralized. I would opt for the decentralized way to do it, but I don't know if that's possible. I would still, I don't know, have a, a private passenger vehicle that takes yeah. you right where you're going to go.
0: So this is a, a like a drone type car, yeah. That hovered like, with like, kind of like a helicopter kind of flying car,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to like one with wings. Like, and I was, you know, I've seen people that had these cars. It's like a James Bond car, yeah. and it basically it's a plane, but it's got the wheels on it, and you can the the the, the wings kind of tuck in a little bit when you convert it to a car. You know, yeah, which maybe is pretty cool. A
1: yeah maybe there's a place for wings too like it would help on it would save on power just like Mm. if you can use some of those wings to keep you afloat that Mm. would probably be less battery power than just the quad copter or yeah it's not just quad i've seen one where they have like 12 copter yeah anyways Uh, it's fascinating it's something else um I became a big fanatic. Oh, by the way. By the way, congrats on the book. I just oh, saw the video. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thank published you. book. Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: First published book. <laughs> Looks it great is, too. I love book. the program. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh you know, it's just it's issue number one. It's not perfect by any means. There's some flaws in it, but it's something that it's just getting it out there. So, so people can use it to um, focus their their sketching and to get back into it again, or if they're just starting out, just you know these are basic. This is how I draw a real light sketchy line from point A to point B. Yeah, this is how I draw a triangle. This is how I draw a square, a sphere. You know, um, and you can use it for whatever you want as far as drawing. You know, and then uh, there's some blank pages in there and. So I'm going to be putting out, I'd like to ideally put out new issues. So each workbook tackles something uh, slightly different as far as maybe making a character or having the character move from panel to panel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put out one for kids. So it's something like a character that can, easy character that can learn to draw in different situations, different things. And maybe in each panel I have them like, rooting them on like, you know, don't worry about being perfect. You're doing a good job, you know, kind of, you know, building up the, the confidence as they draw a little bit. Um so yeah, but thanks. I appreciate that. Um I got Team Gene to thank for that as well for pushing me to get it done and being accountable each week. to uh
1: that's immediately I... what I thought of when I saw the video. I was like, yeah it it worked it works well
0: you know what one, one man can do another can do <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh, quoting the movie the edge there uh, alec baldwin to uh, anthony hopkins but uh you know gene gene put out his book his audio book of the uh the honeymoon period in china mm-hmm. and i listened to his whole book and it's awesome it's really good so i'm like man if he can he can put it out there i'm gonna put this out there and it, and uh, every week, I dedicated some time to do it. And there's this website called Ingram Spark, and it's kind of like a Lulu dot com where you just, you know, upload your files. But it's a little bit easier. It's not as complex as some of those other other ones to figure out. So I was able to kind of work with it, and finally, I was able to get it through published books and then they list it in different countries that you want to sell it at and they'll you know they'll sell it to uh, they'll have it on amazon so people can buy it on amazon if they that's what they want to do or ingram spark so they're taking care of a lot of that for you they give you um the what do they call that the ibc the ISBN number or whatever the barcode number you know um the thing about that is that you can only really sell it through Ingram Spark, you can't. You have to buy a new one uh, if you want to sell that book somewhere else at different websites and stuff like that. But uh, it's a start. It's a good start. And the more I get used to, you know, putting out books, the the more i'll 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 uh, the more books I'll probably make. You know. So let's see what happens. You know. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah but thank you um what else what else am i going to say um so what uh what have you have, have has there been anything that caught your interest uh lately that you you thought for your like well i well
1: i rewatched. i started because there was x files available on the plane uh-huh. Uh, you can lock you can use the sun country internet and watch uh they had a bunch of shows and movies and stuff so yeah. i st- i started watching i st- started watching season three of the x-files on the plane and yeah. i watched like two episodes and i was like oh man this is so good so i went back uh-huh. and i just i've been uh-huh. re-watching x-files um And man, there was a few days where the stuff happening in the X-Files was happening in my life. Uh, Not the paranormal (laughs) stuff.
0: Whoa.
1: (laughs) Not not the paranormal stuff, but just the situation. And when I was sitting at the airport in Minneapolis, I was watching the episode where he's in Minneapolis. And he's going to go. He buys Scully a ticket to the uh, Vikings game in the Metrodome. Uh-huh. And it was just crazy because they highlighted that they don't usually highlight the place they're in, but in this episode, they really highlighted it. Uh, it was uh-huh. and the guy they brought in had like a kind of a Minnesota accent. I don't know. It was was well, it
0: realistic or was it kind of cartoony though?
1: No, it was, oh, it was, was a good episode, but it was kind okay. of weird. It was about this guy that uh, he's like, um, into killing women and taking their fingernails and hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it was kind of a creeper episode. <laughs> I know yeah. there was some paranormal uh, aspect, but I, to be honest, I didn't get that much into that episode because I got onto the plane, and then I think I just skipped the next one, which there was some really deep ones, dude. Um, season two is pretty good.
0: You know, I tried marathoning X Files, but it's you really got to be dedicated. I think I—I I know I watched, I've watched probably a handful of each season out of order, but yeah. it's it's something I need to kind of get into a bit more. It's I don't know what it is. I think it's the tone of the show that it's just it takes some more effort for me and more patience to get through each individual one. I think yeah. some catch. You know I, I, I gravitate to some more than others um, but for yeah, sure I think like I really said, I
1: stuff. like Mulder's story when they're when they're focusing on Mulder and yeah. the stuff that happened to him and like the colony and like the there's like a overlining story of the whole show and then there's a bunch of these sub episodes like yeah. that that don't really fit they're just uh filler mysteries where they're just covering oh, these okay. mysteries and stuff. Which I still like. Uh, like right now, he's at they're at this uh, carnival, and it's a bunch of carnies. And there's one of the guys in the carnival has a brother that's like a twin connected to him, but it's an open wound. And then at the end, they realize the brother can detach himself from the main guy. And uh-huh. he's like kind of a monster and he goes and kills people. And then he runs oh, back gosh. and reattaches to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on,
0: bro. I got to go kill somebody right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind I'll of a right freaky back, episode. Man. Don't
0: give me hell about her. I'm dumb. Mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that's unreal. That's, you know what's so weird is that so many of those episodes I'm finding out are based on real um uh real reported events, or real yeah. stories, you know.
1: But then they whitewash some cool. of the stuff I think too. I cuz you know, it was a mad popular show in the 90s, like Yeah. It wasn't it oh, on yeah. Fox with Simpsons and football yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I remember totally in its heyday I was uh I, You know, some people, some, when I was like a lot weighed a little bit less, people said, hey, you, you look like that guy from X-Files.
1: Like, oh. Which which <laughs> guy? Mulder?
0: Mulder. Yeah. When I had more hair and it was lighter, you know, <laughs> I, I see a little bit you now, but uh, he's got a bigger older. nose than I do and all that. But uh, yeah, uh, but that was a, it was in the 90s. It was big time it was so it was such a big deal it was kind of like up there with you know Seinfeld and it's just one of those everyone was talking about it and it, it just it had its own its own thing going on you know
1: yeah um, and but that's crazy that it's like okay all these things are happening they're, they're based on a true story these episodes are based on a true story and yeah. then they're pumping it into the televisions of everybody. You know? Huge show. Yeah. Pumping these stories. So, ob- I think for sure, you know, there's there's uh, a lot of analysis of what those episodes like were saying, basically. Mm-hmm. Or in, implying or what happens or what doesn't happen. Like, I'm just saying it's possible that they could um, change the stories a bit to. So if something happens in real life, it's kind of like. um, I don't know. They kind of whitewash the 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 thing. So, like, I don't know how to say
0: it. Well, they probably dramatize things a lot more, you know, because they only have so much time per episode. So they got, you know, they got to make sure it comes up to a a certain kind of climax and you know, a climactic part of the show and then it calms down a bit. So they have to make it fit that template for the show, but I'm sure that they've taken, you know, reports and then they've added, Oh, we should just have Mulder gets into this situation where it's, it's about a car that disappears or something like that. And yeah. Um, and this guy gets out of the car and he was never real and, you know, but they, you know, um, just maybe, uh, make it more dramatic for the show's sake, but still, it's still pretty fascinating. Um, here's, you know, I'm talking about disappearing cars. I always watch when I was up, up North there, I always watching, you know, like a paranormal show, just not much on the TV up there. So I'll watch a lot of that stuff. And, they had, I don't know if it was in Japan or some other country, and I always thought the idea of, like, you know, ghost trains and ghost cars were like, ah, I had a hard time believing that. Yeah. But then I watched an honest-to-good video where they show a ghost, it's a freaking ghost train coming into the parking station. It's straight out of Ghostbusters. Unreal. Either the CG is, like, Perfectly on point, or that's a freaking ghost train. It's unreal. I <laughs> mean, um, you watch, you be like, "Ah, that's pretty good." <laughs> it's hard to kind of negate that. The one. Whoa. And they show like a like a ghost, like a phantom guy getting onto under the train, and all yeah. that. And uh, I mean, there's stories. I mean, there's this guy. I, I think I show you. I sent you some links. Uh, Hammerson Peters, where he. He animates a lot of the stories with like bare basic cutout shapes and stuff, but I kind of like that style. It's a neat abstraction that he does for his videos. But and he talks about people, phantom trains crossing the road. Um, uh, they're transparent, and he, he, people see the lights. And but the way the stories are told, it seems very. It just it seems real. It doesn't seem like it's made up just because of the how it's set up and how awkward it is. It doesn't seem like it's, it just seems very real the way the story is told. So it's like, there's something going on there. Um, and I've seen some other really crazy videos about like cops chasing this one car. And this car goes, is like waving left to right, left to right. And then it goes through a fence and vanishes. And there's no way in hell you could CG that. No way. And it was done, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. It's unreal. There's a lot of really crazy footage out there. It's like,
1: I, I don't see think you can this. pull that
0: one off. You know, there's something going on there, you know. So. I, there's a lot we don't know, man. There's a lot. Um, I think there's something to... Material things, something like, you know, they always talk about, you know, old ships, sail, you know, sailboats, that that ghost ships and all that stuff. There's something with the energy, you
1: know, and the routine of the energy
0: that keeps kind of perpetuating itself. I think there's something to that.
1: I just watched an X-Files on a ghost ship. Did you ever see that episode? No, I don't think so. There's an army ship that they all die and then they mm-hmm. get there and they realize it's a time portal. Right. Anyway, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go, go ships. That's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens out in the water. Like um, some of those uh, bedtime story uh, YouTube videos have a lot of really good ones of people just seeing all sorts of people really lose their mind. I mean, there's mysterious stuff where people vanish. Um, but then there's stuff that where people are all hallucinating or they're seeing all sorts of crazy ghosts and they have like pictures of like uh, faces in the water. And I mean, there's so much out there and it, it's just so much of our, the water and the, and the earth has just not been properly explored. Totally. So who's to say there's not some kind of strange phenomenon either from underneath the water. Or in, that, in the atmosphere somewhere, some kind of energies, you know.
1: Totally. Um, we don't know what's out there. You know, you know
0: there's a lot we don't know. Uh, so I guess this kind of ties into some... I've had some paranormal things here. I uh, recently saw more UFOs going down, uh, walking down the street at night. It
1: uh, seems to be... <laughs>
0: again I keep kind of running into this stuff I'm walking down during my night walks I uh that's
1: because they're there for you
0: it something going on there could be a weird connection I was walking down and I saw basically three unexplained uh UFOs I saw a really bright one walking uh towards Detroit I'll say so it would be south towards Detroit as I walked do my nightly walk and it was really bright so I thought it was like a like Venus like a, a planet or something but it seemed brighter than that yeah. so I'm watching it I'm watching it I'm walking I'm walking and then it just just disappears I go come on <laughs> that's you can't tell me when, you know it just it, it went behind a cloud and disappeared that quick there's no way yeah. so and, th- and it never came back. Now, it was stationary, so that's why I thought it was planned or something. But that's, that was too odd. And then I saw – this was a really crazy one. I took a picture of this. Um, it's, it was uh, like, like the shape of a star, about as small as a star, but dim, but bright enough. And it was cruising across the sky from south to north. And it was going at a pretty pretty fast pace. And it wasn't blinking like a plane. So it was basically a moving star. And you're thinking, well, you know, you think of falling stars. Ah, this wasn't moving like this. It was consistent brightness. And what didn't have a tail to it. It was like a moving, kind of like, if you, you know, like a moving star. It could be like a tic-tac kind of thing, you know. So that was the second thing I saw that night, at night. And I jotted it all. I wrote it down and all that. And then there was another one kind of floating um, from... Uh, east to west across the skyline by the horizon where it was just kind of cruising and then it yeah. just disappeared <laughs> so it was a lot of weird moving you know light objects that's why I have to say UFO you know oh, crazy. And, uh, so that I'd say this is a good technique for you it's like if you do like you do a hike if you go walking at night you know have a routine like a a nightly walk and then you always look up in the sky. So you adjust to like, this is normal. This is a normal night out. And then, so when something weird happens, that's not like all the other nights you've gone for a walk, then you know, something's up. You're like, exactly. now that's something unusual. Cause not you've <laughs> trained yourself what a normal night looks like. And you know, you know how planes move. they have a kind of a slow movement to them? And then they blink you know, and uh, some kind of pattern there. And uh, if it's a helicopter, you would probably hear it. You know, um, so something, something to to think about. Um, also, when I was up north, I uh, I heard that strange owl. That's probably not an owl outside the uh, window of uh, the upstairs uh, room. And it was like 1230 at night. And then I heard it again the next day at like around three in the morning. But it was the same exact. It was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Like it, it did the same one each time. And I'm thinking, well, if it was an owl, you would think maybe there would be some variation. Maybe because the same kind of it is weird. I'm going to rec- I should have recorded it. That's what I should have done.
1: Yeah, and then I should have played it. Felt, it, on the show. it felt off. It felt off.
0: Yeah, it feels kind of phony. You know, it's like you know when you trust your instincts, like something about that doesn't feel real. That's <laughs> what's so creepy about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, you know, most of the bigfoot sightings are in the UP, but again, there's there's been some people talking about seeing bigfoot in the in, you know. In that region in the in the Gaylord area, so I don't know. Weird stuff. I haven't seen any footprints yet, so I keep you know, searching the, the trails for footprints and all that kind of stuff. But uh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Dizam. Dizam. Where where are we at? Uh
0: But what
1: else, what else been,
0: um, have you been doing anything else to like, as far as exercise? Have you been, is there a gym that you go to
1: there? There is, but last week I didn't, uh, when I was up in Minnesota, I was doing a lot swimming. We were having a great Uh time with nieces and nephews and cousins. Right. We were having, they got a bunch of water, uh, toys at the place. So trampoline slides, like big inflatable slide that we were diving off. I oh yeah, that's fun. Flipped off, back flipped off the third level, which was took you know, I had to practice a little bit. Yeah. Um but yeah. Been this last week okay. at Phoenix, I've been having a great time with chat GPT. Uh, oh yeah so just uh asking it questions asking about different topics like it really is a great tool now i'm not saying that it's not a double-edged sword or anything like that but um especially for like permaculture stuff it's really useful it just even if it's not right the way it can organize the information and lead you to things like like, for instance I didn't know I had a document that was a PDF that I couldn't copy I couldn't cut or copy the text right Okay. so I asked ChatGPT I have a PDF that I can't copy the text but I want to copy and paste this text to, so you can see it I was talking to ChatGPT Mm-hmm. And it said, so it said, here, try this website. So I went to that website and then I uploaded the picture and then it spit out the, 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 the words. So I was able to copy and paste it into Chad GPT. Oh,
0: that's pretty cool. All right.
1: Yeah. Like the, if you, you can just use it for anything, mm-hmm. uh, any question that comes up, ask it. It might not be right, and it's not always helpful. But mm-hmm. man, a lot of times it really is. And I had it. I had it write me a podcast. I recorded it. I never uploaded it because.
0: <laughs> okay, not, it wrote you yeah. a podcast.
1: Yes, it wrote me a story about how uh, Peter Allen Gersten. Do you know who Peter Gersten is?
0: Sounds familiar. I. Go ahead. And yeah. Tell me who he is. So he's
1: our buddy that lives in Sedona who takes people to the top of Bell Rock. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And All the right. Vortex Jumper. Anyways, he's got yeah, his whole story. I remember that guy a little bit. Yep. <clears throat> UFO lawyer sued the government, sued the FBI using Freedom of Information Act, got the documents. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. Got to, you know, around 2012, starts talking about how we're in a simulation but there's a memetic virus ruining things and on uh, the winter solstice Mm. of 2012 he was going to go to the top of Bell Rock and a portal was going to open up and he was going to travel to the center of the galaxy and destroy (laughs) the memetic virus. That that sounds pretty ambitious. (laughs) Yeah. So uh it, uh-huh. he gathered quite the big crowd that day at Sedona when he climbed up with his friends and people uh-huh. thought he was going to jump they people thought he was going to jump to his death so like at the time all the youtube video well, like he was on the news and the, the local paper wrote, he was on the front page of the local paper uh, vortex jumper cost that's where he got the name the vortex jumper the paper uh-huh. named him vortex jumper yeah and it said vortex jumper cost the city like 800 bucks or something. Cause they had cops and helicopters there to make sure he wasn't going to jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He actually took the sheriff up the day before because <laughs> the sheriff just wanted to go up and see Peter, if he was going to jump or not The And the sheriff, obviously Peter was never going to jump. Okay. Like mm-hmm. people, th- people thought he was going to jump, but they had no reason to think he was going to jump. He just, he, his story was that if a portal opens, he's going to jump in or he's going to go into it. You know, he's not going to just jump off the side of the rock. Right. Anyways. Um, so spoilers, the,
0: port- the portal didn't open up.
1: <laughs> well, the portal, it, nothing, no, no no uh, physical, Notable portal opened, but something might have happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um. Anyways, I used to do podcasts on the old Spanish Trail. I don't know if you remember those, the old Spanish Trail yeah. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So I had Chat GPT on. write me a story about how Peter Allen Gerst and the UFO lawyer, the Vortex Jumper actually traveled back in time to help Antonio Armijo and uh, uh, and the other founders that he helped him form the trail. And it was Peter who uh, actually found the way through New Mexico all the way to Los Angeles. And huh. so I had it write me this elaborate story. And then I brought in Anthony Stephen into the story of how he mm-hmm. comes in and how, and it wrote me this whole story hmm. and I I read it right? I read it and I definitely was laughing hard, but I ultimately thought it's too stupid to post.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You should read it on a D Don. Did you do that? What? You should read that on your podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I still have it. It's in, it's in my, I'm, you know, I did export it. Like I have the MP3, I could upload it, but it was just, I don't know what I, I after I listened to it, I realized that when I here's the limitation of ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. I said, make it longer. I want, when I read it, make it longer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all it did was add a bunch of more fluff words. It didn't add more events, right? It didn't yeah. add more cool details. It just, in, yeah. instead of saying it was super tall, ChatGPT would say it's super duper. Mega tall, right? <laughs> like it, it, yeah, that's what it knew how to do when I said make it longer. I want, I want, if I read it, I want it to last like at least three minutes. Yeah. Anyways, yeah.
0: Yeah. And see, this is the thing they're talking about, uh, you know, Hollywood, uh, people, you know, they're we're gonna start writing scripts this way. And this is the, the shit that they're it's coming out with you know (laughs) it's like uh, it's not quite perfected yet this uh, this chat uh, business this chat GDP uh, stuff it's not perfect I mean maybe it is maybe it's a matter of time but there's going to be there's more time for it to get really good you know Um, yeah
1: so yeah the question is do you take a chip in the brain that makes you super, Ugh. superhuman. No, no, I, I'm I'm
0: in the camp of uh, the human. of the Re- resistance. Yeah, uh, with Michael Bean and uh, <laughs> fighting fighting the robots. That's where I'm at. You Got to hold on to it, you know. I, uh, you know, that is the that is the question. You know, there's always uh, the specials on, you know can you extend your life and for how long and if you if you upload yourself into a robot into a chip and you're you know how long can that go on and and are you human anymore and it just changes what it means to be human and it's like it is it's interesting but it's like you know
1: it's I definitely like, don't want to be all locked up in a hard drive. Fuck that. Yeah,
0: that's pretty unreal. Then you're talking yeah. like Tron kind of stuff. If, maybe if, even if it's even that, it's just a whole nother... If you're still conscious, what kind of life is that? It's,
1: no, it's hell. I don't man. know. You know, That's like what I was listening to Tinfoil Hat last night. Yeah. And he had on this uh, demon, uh, the Nephilim expert, and a bunch of the stories... Um, mm-hmm. before the flood, the flood stories and the, the creatures that were on the earth during that time. And he, he, he basically said, that's what demons are. They're just immortal souls that got cast out of their bodies. So that's why they want to possess humans because they want to enjoy the physical pleasures of being physical.
0: Yeah, so I can see that.
1: They, yeah, that's what demons are. They're immortal souls that are jealous of humans for their physical Uh, enjoyment that they get right yeah back when the Nephilim or and its descendants were on the earth they were just like you know taking all the human women and making weird offspring right and that's where like genetic engineering was happening where people wanted the power of being uh, an animal so they would make themselves into the, the half horse half man creature or uh bigfoot even right maybe bigfoot could be nephilim uh a giant descendant right
0: yeah there's a lot of ins a lot of outs a lot of what have yous with that there's definitely some things that link together and i was I, i was watching a little of um uh, ancient aliens there too, and, and they're talking about that Neph- Nephilim, uh, Nephilim, and uh, the giants and everything. And um, they're talk a good episode is um, that they're saying that the the gods back in you know the age you know um, in Greece and all that when they believed in the gods that said that the they they're considering yeah the Titans that the Titans were defeated by uh, the the gods pretty much like they said that the gods were actually walking the earth that they are actually doing all these things, but they defeated the Titans. And so, you know, who knows the gods could have been some kind of aliens, but in, in a human like guys doing these, yep. all sorts of stuff. It's, it's pretty wild to think about. It's, it reminds yeah. me of Star Trek. There's like a Star Trek episode where they deal with Apollo, you know, and it's yep. basically an alien or something, but he's just posing as Apollo, something like that. But, but can you imagine uh, it is interesting being, to think about.
1: Can you imagine us being being can you imagine us being on an earth where there's these giant Nephilim that are like crazy lizard looking things? Oh, and it's they, unreal.
0: They, it's unreal. Yeah, and I mean, they
1: eat you. They eat humans. They so you're like, yeah, you got to worry about these giant fucking lizard people that are gonna eat you like that. Right, one, you're not top of the food chain anymore. Drive enjoying In and Out Burger and stuff and Chipotle. You're definitely <laughs> you're not in that system. You're in a defensive uh, system where the Nephilim rule over you. Sounds pretty sh- terrible.
0: Well, if the if Nephilim had a awesome uh chipotle uh, bean uh bean and rice burrito, though, it would probably chill out and really enjoy itself
1: and become domesticated yeah. and probably shrink. <laughs> well, like what this guy says, he says the Nephilim's descendants are still here. They're just not They've been mixed so much with other genetics that the original Nephilim crazy giant things, they're not. They're gone, right? But the offspring survived. So now it's like in the genetics of humans. So there are different humans. and uh, That's why they say – and I'm not saying I believe any of it. I'm just reporting – Right.
0: Um, well, if if that's the case, though, I'm
1: not saying I disbelieve. I'm saying I have no idea. Anything. Yeah. Possible. I mean, it's an interesting theory,
0: but it's just like
1: to me, it's
0: like I, I, I kind of struggle with, you know, like with the Ike lizard man thing, because it's like we're we're so nuanced as human beings. Like, say, OK, the aliens come down here and they're trying to fit in and pose as us. It's like, they're going to stand out so much because we're so, we know each other so well how how humans are, um, that it's like, they would stand out so much if like, there's this really weird guy walking around, he keeps seeing the same thing over and over again, and he, he he's lost his, his hair physically came out, he turns green once in a while, I mean, that kind of stuff would probably happen, and I don't think we get enough report. not to say that Doesn't here and there maybe it maybe it would you know but it's like I think if it was a more common thing you would there would be a lot more people uh, reports of people seeing as opposed to you know have you seen this this lady uh, flip out on the plane and she said she saw this guy turned into a lizard guy in front of her and it's like uh, yeah it's like to me if, if that was really going on I think we'd get a lot more reports of stuff like that but. Yeah, Jake. I'm just blue sky You know. <laughs> yeah, we have no way.
1: Of, we have no way of knowing. We have no way of knowing how much they impossible. show themselves.
0: It's just yeah. like it seems kind of unlikely. I, I know there's, there are some. There's some really wild stuff happening. You know, with missing people. Absolutely. That's.
1: I I, I definitely believe it's supernatural. Or and then sci-fi. and but then you go back and you watch you know? X Files 20 years thirty years later and you're like, whoa, that's all the stuff happening now. They're doing it in X Files. That's why I thought it was crazy. It's like someone yeah. said, it's a documentary. It's not. Again, I don't know. I, I I don't even know how. If I'm more of a simulation hypothesis guy, it's like, well, yeah. it's all just a program, so it's not like well, then anything's
0: these... possible. Then, yeah, if exactly. it's just program,
1: you know, yeah. Um. Well, I definitely think it's uh, it's totally holographic in nature. I just don't know uh, what what what's projecting it. Cause it does seem like we're yeah. a projection, like a 3d projection into uh-huh. this reality. So, and if there's no truly physical space or solid objects, cause there's yeah. made, up, made up of atoms spinning. Right. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of mostly no nothing in between the area that's spinning. Right. So it's, it's just right. crazy, but then there's chemical bonds and stuff. I, I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? But anyways, the double slit experiment, the observer yeah. effect. Oh that's yeah, the cra- that's the crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: the observation. It that's just, why. Um, uh, yeah.
1: It could be uh, like with the you know the. Do you follow the flat Earth debaters at all?
0: Uh, yeah, I was just listening to that um, that tinfoil hat episodes with. Um, uh, What's the guy from Joe Rogan, uh, the jiu-jitsu guy? Oh, Eddie talking, Bravo? Eddie Bravo, he was talking about that. and had, yeah. One of the guests was a flat earther, mm-hmm. and they're talking about that, and they're saying that a lot of the stuff that they put on Google, Google has been taken down. Um, but, uh, you know, I was thinking that, like, hypothetically, you know, one of everything, because I think we've been lied to a lot. Um, basically, but what if, what if it, and I gave it a chance, like, what if it was true? Hypothetically, how weird would that be? It'd be incredibly strange, and it's a whole nother way of looking at the world, you know. I, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't quite buy it. I don't quite bite onto that one yet, at least not yet, but <laughs> I don't know, I don't believe. But if it hypothetically, if, it, if that was the case, how strange would it be? And I, I kind of challenge myself to think that way for you know, half the day. I'm like, yeah, it would definitely be a strange because it would, just opens a whole another range of possibilities. Like, what if the land we've seen is there's just a lot more land out there, a lot more of different kinds of people and things, and and right, we haven't explored any. It, anything by any means you know that's and a that's, that's
1: why that's the why that's like when it comes down to mm-hmm. people say well why would they lie about flat the earth shape it's because they're hiding a lot of land right that's the yeah, main thing yeah. that the flat earthers say but anyways right to me yeah. it's like if it's a simulation and it's a holograph yeah. then there is no outer space it's just a projection and it doesn't project what it doesn't need to so it's only projecting and manifesting around conscious players right so it it, is it round i don't know if it even exists from outer space you know what i mean like uh all that's real is what you're consciously observing if it if you if there's not an observer there then right. it's just a wave of probability. It's like level two on a video game, but you're only on level one. Level two isn't physically manifested somewhere. It it only appears on the screen when you get there, when you get to level two. Then it appears and manifests. Right. Because just yeah, right. like right. So flat yeah. Earth or or uh, round Earth. It's like well, it's there is it's the Earth is the program. That you're on, and it's just yeah. around you, right? That, just thoughts, just thoughts.
0: Yeah, I, I know. I think everyone listening to this now—they're like Hambo and d Didi—they're complete flat earthers. Just, they've gone off the rails. <laughs> I doubt everything they've ever seen now. I think is they're totally nuts. But
1: I, I, I lean more towards where, simulation. That's awesome. yeah.
0: We should have an episode where we kind of like, okay, what do you believe? Like for real, for real. Like, what is it? How do you see the world and the universe? Like, how much of it do you buy that people that we've been told, and how much yeah. do you're like, yeah, it's open for interpretation. And I don't believe that. I think that'd be a fun episode yeah. because it kind of shows yeah. you where the, <laughs> you know, where our beliefs take us, and where or where we think, well, no, this is this is the world, and I think this is pretty much the gist of it. You know.
1: Well, I would just preface um, the conversation with like. I don't believe literally, I don't believe anything for certain. It's just a probability. Mm-hmm. So it's just like what makes the most sense, but it doesn't mean I believe it a hundred percent.
0: yeah, uh, that's right. where
1: I'm at. so but it's like you have to make these decisions in your life like, do I believe that I'm yeah. gonna, I, I need to eat later? uh, yeah. Uh, right. Do I really need to eat later? I don't know. I don't think I need to eat. I could get away with not eating, but I'm going to make this decision to eat. And so I have this belief. I don't know. Well, Never that mind. right
0: there is pretty fascinating. Fascinating, considering how many, you know, how many people fast for how long, like how long people have gone without food, and probably some more than others. Where it's like, no, you can't eat if you don't eat for this many days, you die. And then people yeah. beat that and they actually stay alive a bit longer, you know, yeah. a lot longer, you know, not that yeah. I would want to try to test that out. But I think it, there's a lot to be said about that and how it's a lot of it's mind over matter. It's like our mind is just like everything pretty much, you know really controls our reality a lot
1: but uh and it does and we talked about this last time even if it's not like a simulation it's still Mm -hmm. every and every invention or object that was created by a person uh was in their mind first yeah yeah before it was a physical object yeah a drawing or a thought or whatever no it's it's pretty incredible
0: to think about it you know it's profound um, you know, it makes you think like, well, we're all we're all all the ideas really coming from. And uh, did the things in our head, are they really kind of alive in a way, you know, and it's just or when we actually make them or when we actually commit them to a, a flat plane of words or drawings do they exist, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. It, it yeah. really plays with your your sense of what is really driving the whole, the whole boat, the whole show, you know? Yes, um, that's one certainly. of the things I, you know, I, I always think about, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and because it really, it's a very, it's a very honed part of your imagination, especially when you're playing with other people, because it's an agreed upon reality. That's not physical, but it's very real inside the visions that you have in your head. So it's like, gosh, that, that that's it is interesting because it's like we're kind of sharing a that in real life, but it's physical. But it's like there's there's so there's it's interesting how the similarities are there. But just one happens to be physical. The other one happens to be mostly mental and how real it seems in your head. It's like it, it's really it's just as real as almost any memory you've had in your life when you compare it that way. Almost. I'd say it's pretty close because um, I can remember fictional memories pretty clearly, but almost as clear as real life memories. But it's they're kind of in the same ballpark a little bit. So yeah, it's, that's
1: that's wild.
0: It is. It's something to ponder, <laughs> you know. That'd be
1: great to have, if you were going to get all chipped up in your brain to have like uh, store memory storage accurately, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like kind of, when you watch these videos, when I watch videos of myself from even like six years ago, I'm like, Whoa, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. That's crazy. If I tried to recall that it would, I would have been very inaccurate. So, but you watch the video and you remember it then it was like, did that really happen? Or is this just Mm. fake part of the program? Fake memory.
0: Also, it's really surreal. When you look back in any video that you don't remember yourself saying those things and you don't remember. So it's like, who was driving the ship? (laughs) (laughs) Is that, you know, that line of thinking, it's like, I don't even remember thinking that way. It's like, and then you think about so many years ago and it's like, it's kind of eerie to think about that, but you just have to have faith that, well, no, the same essence of who I am was, you know, knew what he was saying at the time. And, you know, it's the same person pretty much, you know, (laughs) it's just different circumstances now, but it is pretty weird. It gets pretty weird uh, watching old or listening to old things that you've recorded. Um, I think that's kind of a neat way. That's that's a neat thing for podcasting is to look when you do it for so long. And then you look back at your earlier episodes. It's like, yeah, that's kind of wild. Um, but again, different circumstances. And you just it, that's it's it's you. It's just, you know, uh, you just, we just change and we go through so many different things in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things we'll wrap it up in a little bit. But one of the things about, I think fictional memories compared to real memories of your own life. I would say you can, you can remember the things you, that you ate and the smell and how they tasted, but to mm-hmm. say, okay, your fictional character ate something in the, in a fictional world. You don't really remember how that tasted or smelled or anything, but yeah. visually you definitely remember a, a room that you thought of or a battle that your character was in. And how he looked, and how this other character looked. So, but that, that that's pretty, that's pretty neat. But um, again, a lot of it's right. That's why I like to I like to journal, even when I'm playing like games where it's fictional. I'll, I'll journal what the character went through that day, so I can kind of read it, kind of like a diary, and it takes you right to that fictional memory. Like that's that's kind of interesting too. Um, that's wild, man. Yeah, yeah. So you're. There's something going on there where you're just you're, – what is – you know, I think about – like kind of like when I think about ideas for my comics and in the, in the, the lives of the characters. And I think about certain things that they have gone through, and those, those things kind of come to me, and it, how they kind of fill the blanks a little bit without me really thinking too hard about it, where it just comes like, oh, of course, because when he was in the war, that's how he got to know this character – and this, and now it falls into place. It's like where does that come from? That that's pretty weird, you know. Yeah, I mean that's like <laughs> it a kind writer's of falls genius from you know? another place, you know. So it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Well, I think that's we were looking at it like an hour and nineteen. Unless you got yeah. anything to talk about. Go yeah, over I it. think
1: I better get rolling. And I, it yeah. was great to chat. Let's stay in touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. life. I got some yep. I got some episodes coming up um on the new YouTube Good. channel House Mountain Ranch. And um you can find it at House Mountain Ranch. I think on YouTube. And All right. Yeah, so stay tuned. Dot life. Is that a new channel? The, the
0: yeah, YouTube ha-
1: one? Yep. The, it's called House okay. Mountain Ranch cuz we Mountain live at Ranch. the base. Of house Mountain. okay you'll see permaculture right. it's a permaculture design channel uh yeah which which focuses it starts at our property but hopefully it'll cover other projects as well
0: yeah that's awesome i'm looking forward to seeing more more videos on there and uh, i'll subscribe check it out Th-
1: um, thank you sir and yeah. have a great night chris great All right. chat.
0: yeah thanks thanks for doing it Talk to you later. All right, Daniel. All right. Bye-bye. And everybody, thanks for listening. It's been a Hambo Live. And uh, more of these. Uh, And uh, sorry for the uh, back and forth in the beginning here, but I had some technical things to uh, work out. So may you all have long days and pleasant nights. And don't forget to journal in your real life life.